to the podcast, Move Forth with Grace. We will be reading the whole Bible in the year 2024. This is such a perfect way to get into God's Word each day and to develop your own relationship with God our Father through His Son, Jesus Christ. I am your host, Angela, and want to first of all say that I am not an expert in theology or church history or a minister, and I never will claim to be. I am a wife and mother who has been reborn and want to be of service to God in gratitude for calling me back home. Welcome to the podcast. The Bible that I will be reading from is the One Year Bible. It is a New Living Translation, and you can find one on the link at the bottom of the show notes here or at www.tendale.com. This episode is brought to you by the Move Forth brand. It encompasses freedom, health, and God's grace. We are created in God's image perfectly and fearfully and wonderfully. There is nothing that we need to do to earn His grace. He simply gives it to us. I am a certified in health and life coaching, but no longer practice. However, I have health tips and resources, products that I love and use, homeschool tips, and merchandise merchandise, and also a little bit more about my story, my testimony, and you can absolutely send me a prayer request as well. My website is www.move-forth.com. One of my favorite products on my website that I use each and every day are stem cell activation patches. Stem cell therapy can be very costly and can produce results that are short-lived, which is why these patches are so brilliant and they are not considered to be stem cell therapy. They actually activate our own body's production of stem cells and support our health and well-being, all while optimizing our immune system. You can check them out on my website as well. Thank you for being here. Thank you for becoming less like you and more like Jesus. May you move forth with grace today. I would love to ask you a favor as well. If you are enjoying this podcast so far, I would be so grateful if you could share this with at least one person in your life that you think could benefit from this, uh, could join in. Again, this podcast is not about, you know, having to get it done each day. That's why there are no dates as I do these. Uh, It's just by days. It's, you know, start here and then continue. So, Anybody can join in at any time. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, January 1st. It can be whenever, okay? So that, I just want to make that perfectly clear. When I did this in 2022, that was my main, um, you know, one of my main points. And I just haven't mentioned that yet this year. And so please just, you know, if you share it with somebody, just say, hey, you know, this is being recorded, but you can join in at any time if you feel like that would be better for the person that you have in mind or in your heart as I ask you to do that. But it would be wonderful to share this and um, to lead them to God. That's our purpose, to lead others to God through Jesus Christ. So thank you so much. Let's go ahead and start with a prayer. Father, thank you for this time together. Please bless this time that we can learn what you want us to today, that we can um, that we can even maybe hold something in our hearts today to to focus on, uh, to meditate on, and meaning we we repeat these words. We repeat these words in our mind in order to bring your your thoughts and your words into our minds rather than our worries and concerns of the day. We just thank you again for this time together. In Jesus' name, amen. Today we're going to be reading Genesis 13, 5 through 15, 21, Matthew 5, 27 through 48, 
Psalm 6, 1 through 10, and Proverbs 1, 29 through 33. Let's go ahead and begin. Genesis 13, 5 through 15, 21. Lot, who was traveling with Abram, had also become very wealthy with flocks of sheep and goats, herds of cattle, and many tents. But the land could not support both Abram and Lot with all their flocks and herds living so close together. So disputes broke out between the herdsmen of Abram and Lot. At that time, Canaanites and Perizzites were also living in the land. Finally, Abram said to Lot, let's not allow this conflict to come between us or our herdsmen. After all, we are close relatives. The whole countryside is open to you. Take your choice of any section of the land you want, and we will separate. If you want the land to the left, then I'll take the land on the right. If you prefer the land on the right, then I'll go to the left. Lot took a a long look at the fertile plains of the Jordan Valley in the direction of Zoar. The whole area was well watered everywhere, like the garden of like the garden of the Lord or the beautiful land of Egypt. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot chose for himself the whole Jordan Valley to the east of them. He went there with his flocks and servants and parted company with his uncle Abram. So Abram settled in the land of Canaan. And Lot moved his tents to a place near Sodom and settled among the cities of the plain. But the people of this area were extremely wicked and constantly sinned against the Lord. After Lot had gone, the Lord said to Abram, Look as far as you can see in every direction, north and south, east and west. I am giving all this land as far as you can see to you and your descendants as a permanent possession. And I will give you... So many descendants that, like the dust of the earth, they cannot be counted. Go and walk through the land in every direction, for I am giving it to you. So Abram moved his camp to Hebron and settled near the oak grove belonging to Mamre. There he built another altar to the Lord. About this time, war broke out in the region. King Amraphel of Babylonia, King Arioch of Eleazar, King Kedroloamer of Elam and King Tidal of Goim fought against King Bera of Sodom, King Bersha of Gomorrah, King Shinab of Adma, King Shimabur of Zeboim, and the King of Bela, also called Zoar. This second group of kings joined forces in Siddim Valley, that is, the Valley of the Dead Sea. For 12 years, they had been subject to King Kedarloamer, but in the 13th year, they rebelled against him. One year later, Kedarloamer and his allies arrived and defeated the Rephaites at Ashtaroth Karnaim, the Zuzites at Ham, the Emites at Shava Kiraathaim, and the Horites at Mount Seir, as far as El Paran, at the edge of the wilderness. Then they turned back and came to Enmisphat, now called Kadesh, and conquered all the territory of the Amalekites and also the Amorites living in Hazazontamar. Then the rebel kings of Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, Zeboim, and Bela, also called Zoar, prepared for battle in the Valley of the Dead Sea. They fought against King Kedorloamur and of Elam, King Tidal of Goim, King 
Amraphel of Babylonia and King Arioch of Elasar, four kings against five. As it happened, the valley of the Dead Sea was filled with tar pits, and as the army of the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, some fell into the tar pits while the rest escaped into the mountains. The victorious invaders then plundered Sodom and Gomorrah and headed for some, taking with them all the spoils of war and the food supplies. They also captured Lot, Abram's nephew, who lived in Sodom and carried off everything he owned. But one of Lot's men escaped and reported everything to Abram the Hebrew, who was living near the oak grove belonging to Mamre, the Amorite. Mamre and his relatives, Eskol and Anur, were Abram's allies. When Abram heard that his nephew Lot had been captured, he mobilized the 318 trained men who had been born into his household. Then he pursued Kedorlaomer's army until he caught up with them at Dan. There he divided his men and attacked during the night. Kedorlaomer's army fled, but Abram chased them as far as Hobah, north of Damascus. Abram recovered all the goods that had been taken, and he brought back his nephew Lot with his possessions and all the women and other captives. After Abram returned from his victory over Kedorlaomer and all of his allies, the king of Sodom went out to meet him in the valley of Sheva, that is, the king's valley. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem and a priest of God Most High, brought Abram some bread and wine. Melchizedek blessed Abram with his blessing. Blessed be Abram by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has defeated your enemies for you. Then Abram gave Melchizedek a tenth of all the goods he had recovered. The king of Sodom said to Abram, Give back my people who were captured, but you may keep for yourself all the goods you have recovered. Abram replied to the king of Sodom, I solemnly swear to the Lord God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, that I will not take so much as a single thread or sandal thong from what belongs to you. Otherwise, you might say, I am the one who made Abram rich. I will accept only what my young warriors have already eaten, and I request that you give a fair share of the goods to my allies, Anur, Eskol, and Mamre. Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you and your reward will be great. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you've given me no children, Eliezer of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, No, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, Look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Then the Lord told him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land as your possession. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, how can I be sure that I will actually possess it? The Lord told him, Bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, and a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. So Abram presented all these to him and killed them. Then he cut each animal down the middle and laid the halves each side by side. He did not, however, cut the birds in half. 
Some vultures swooped down to eat the carcasses, but Abram chased them away. As the sun was going down, Abram fell into a deep sleep, and a terrifying darkness came down over him. Then the Lord said to Abram, You can be sure that your descendants will be strangers in a foreign land, there where they will be oppressed as slaves for 400 years. But I will punish the nation that enslaves them, and in the end they will come away with great wealth. As for you, you will die in peace and be buried at a ripe old age. After four generations, your descendants will return here to this land, for the sins of the Amorites do not yet warrant their destruction. After the sun went down and darkness fell, Abram saw a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch pass between the halves of the carcasses. So the Lord made a covenant with Abram that day and said, I have given this land to your descendants all the way from the border of Egypt to the great Euphrates River. The land now occupied by the Kenites, Kenizzites, Cadmonites, Hittites, Perizzites, Rephaites, Amorites, Canaanites, Girgashites, and Jebusites. Matthew five twenty-seven through 48. You have heard the commandment that says, you must not commit adultery. But I say, anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So if your eye, even your good eye, causes you to lust, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your hand, even your stronger hand, causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. You have heard the law that says a man can divorce his wife by merely giving her a written notice of divorce. But I say that a man who divorces his wife, unless she has been unfaithful, causes her to commit adultery. And anyone who marries a divorced woman also commits adultery. You have also heard that our ancestors were told, You must not break your vows. You must carry out the vows you make to the Lord. But I say, do not make any vows. Do not say, by heaven, because heaven is God's throne. And do not say, by the earth, because the earth is his footstool. And do not say, by Jerusalem, for Jerusalem is the city of the great king. Do not even say, by my head, for you can't turn one hair white or black. Just say simple, yes, I will, or no, I won't. Anything beyond this is from the evil one. You have heard the law that says the punishment must match the injury, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say, do not resist an evil person. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer the other cheek also. If you are sued in court and your shirt is taken from you, give your coat too. If a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a while, for a mile, carry it two miles. Give to those who ask and don't turn away from those who want to borrow. You have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, that reward is there for that. Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you are to be perfect even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Psalm 6, 1-10 For the choir director, a psalm of David, 
to be accompanied by an eight-stringed instrument. O Lord, don't rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your rage. Have compassion on me, Lord, for I am weak. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are in agony. I am sick at heart. How long, O Lord, until you restore me? Return, O Lord, and rescue me. Save me because of your unfailing love. For the dead do not remember you. Who can praise you from the grave? I am worn out from sobbing. All night I flood my bed with weeping, drenching it with my tears. My vision is blurred by grief. My eyes are worn out because of all my enemies. Go away, all of all you who do evil, for the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord will answer my prayer. May all my enemies be disgraced and terrified. May they suddenly turn back in shame. Proverbs 1, 29-33 For they hated knowledge and chose not to fear the Lord. They rejected my wisdom's advice and paid no attention when I corrected them. Therefore, they must eat the bitter fruit of living their own way, choking on their own schemes. For simpletons turn away from me to death. Fools are destroyed by their own complacency. But all who listen to me will live in peace, untroubled by fear of harm. And that concludes our readings for today. One of the um, one of the things that I learned this past year was about Jesus' relationship um, to Melchizedek, and that is something that I would highly suggest you look into. Um, and you can find that, of course, in um, I have a New Living Translations uh, Life Application Study Bible. But if you have a study Bible, you could go ahead and try to find, um, you know, what is this connection between Jesus and Melchizedek? And one of the things is that uh, there's no record of who Melchizedek's family was. Um, and it's almost like he is a type of Jesus. Uh, in the Old Testament, and maybe you've heard that uh, that word used, types. Um, that's something else to to look in and broaden your studies as well. Um, but what Abram discovered was that he worshipped the same God that Abram worshipped, and that was a really beautiful moment for both of them. And also, he was king of Salem, which it was Jerusalem before it was called Jerusalem. So. Uh, just a fun um, connection to look into. So maybe that will, um, you know, just bring you something new that you didn't know. And I, I mean, the, the deep sleep and the terrifying darkness that came over Abram describing um, that his, the descendants will be strangers in a foreign land and oppressed for 400 years. So that just goes ahead and, and, says, okay, this is going to be Israel, right? The Israelites. So that's really amazing, that vision there. And Jesus is speaking so such important things here in Matthew. And these these topics like adultery, they are not easy for us to, um, you know, for us to look at sometimes. Uh, these topics can be controversial, right? Um, but he's just very clear here, and, um, you know, when we make vows, the importance of that, and then just how to truly love your neighbor and love your enemy, and that is definitely something that 
we all struggle with. And Jesus is our greatest example and role model of how to treat all people. And wow, we can just take a moment to just think about his life and how he lived and how he served everyone in his presence and just his humble and just beautiful heart that he had and has, right? Still has today. And that is, we we will never be like him. And I know that you know that, but that is what we are trying to be more like, even loving our enemies. And so those are beautiful words. Um, beautiful teachings from, from Jesus today. And in our Psalm today, it's just, um, you know, we can feel just David's emotions here and the need that we have for God's presence in our life, especially when we are going through very hard times, um, grief or heartache or anger or loneliness and um, just fearful of what others might be thinking or planning against us. The, his words and, and his words in many of his Psalms are so beautiful and just reminds us of how much we need our father. And, that can bring us reflection on, okay, wow, you know, David, he was a sinner, absolutely, just as we all are, absolutely. But his faith was so strong, and it is he 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 is he is just one example of devotion to our father. And so I hope that that Psalm lifted you today and just reminding you that God is with us. He is absolutely with us. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, thank you for this time today. Thank you for protecting us, Father. Thank you for providing for us, especially everything that we get to eat and drink each and every day. Thank you for our homes, where we live, all of the relationships that we have with our family members and friends. We thank you for your presence in our lives. We thank you for your words that you give to us in in the Bible so that we can cling to them, especially in times of need, like David was here when he wrote this psalm. We want to remember to come to you at all times, even when things are good. We want to especially praise you and thank you for our lives and our blessings in our lives and your grace and your mercy, Father. And we just want to make sure that when we are in hard times that we come to you first. We we don't always remember to do that, but we do ask for your strength and your guidance and we ask for 
um, the faith, our faith to come to you first and foremost. We thank you, Father. It's in your name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Well, that concludes our episode for today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for sharing this with someone in your life. And I look forward to being with you in the next episode. Take care.